welcome to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast, hosted by Jesse Runnels. And um, this week, it's not a solo episode, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Jillian Winters. Hi. <clears throat> so, um, yep, she came back from Louisiana from her Mardi Gras ball. I thought about not. Oh, well, that's her, I guess that's a true statement of the atmosphere of this marriage has nothing to do with it marriage it was i don't want to i just i wasn't ready to leave louisiana Mm. i want it back well too bad um anyways she's back um oh so last week i forgot to mention um the previous weekend we had went to this like Audubon Nature Preserve place mm-hmm. in was it West Alton? Yes, <clears throat> which is right up on the Mississippi River, but in Missouri. But anyway, there was a um, there was a eagle, like this guy brought like an eagle from a sanctuary, and it was pretty cool. The eagle was from Florida. Yeah, so it was kind of smaller because I guess. The further south you go, the smaller they get. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize they were south, so that was enlightening. Also, I had no idea they lived so long. That eagle was as old as us, if not older. 30? Yeah, it was 30-something. Really? Yeah. I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, and they lived to be like 50. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. Thought he said thirteen. Mm, pretty sure it was thirty. I mean, let me googs it in case I misheard. But okay. But <clears throat> yeah, I didn't realize. Well, I've seen eagles in Louisiana before, like bald eagles. Yeah, I guess I there was that one that nested off I ten. Yeah, right before you get into New Orleans. Okay, so. Bald eagles in the wild don't live nearly as long. They live 15 to 30 years in the wild. Oh, okay. But in... Yeah, it says they can live long... I'm not seeing a maximum on, like, in captivity. But yeah, she old. I'm pretty sure she was 30. Oh, okay. Could be. So he was talking about as she's getting older, her wing's getting worse. She had a broken wing. Oh, yeah, because she got hit by a car or something. Yeah, and it, like, kind of just stayed kind of unflopped out there rather than tucked nicely Yeah. against her little chest or whatever. Yeah. It was a, that animal's what they call an ambassador animal. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to pet it, though, and it's like, I asked the dude what it felt like to pet them, and he's like, well, I don't know, it feels like feathers. Okay, sir. (laughs) Sir, look at their bald head. That white, those white feathers do not feel the same as the brown long feathers. I know what the brown part feels like. Their heads must be, like, really soft and downy. I just imagine it just being... I don't think it'd let you pet its head. Yeah, well, they wouldn't let me, obviously. I'm not trained, but I'm sure someone there... I bet he hasn't... 
He answered that way because he's never had the privilege of petting her nice little soft head. But I'm sure the vets, when they like put her under and do work on her and stuff, they probably pet her little head. Why would you not pet her? I would touch every inch of her if I could. That sounds really weird. Mm-hmm. I like petting animals. Doesn't make it less weird. Okay, I'll just stop. All right. Um. <laughs> I didn't think it was a stupid question, but he acted like it was a stupid question. Well, it's not worse than um, would the person ask at the wolf sanctuary? If, if they fed the wolves roadkill. Yeah, like, or some other people are asking some dumb questions there at were, the eagle thing, too. I forgot already. Yeah, I do remember at the wolf thing, someone asked what an ambassador animal was. Like, have you been... Well, I don't... I mean, it's in the... Do you, not, do you not know what ambassador means? Yeah, like, what? It, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Also, like, have you been living under a rock? Like, I get a kid asking that because they don't know. Have you but, been indoors for all your life? Yeah. Do you not go any... Do you, even indoors, you can still watch TV. There's ambassador animals on TV all the time. They come on a... I don't know. Steve Irwin used to go on like Jay Leno and crap. Or the news. I remember. Or the news. Yeah. There's animals everywhere and they always talk about like, oh, this one's uh, got a broken hip and that's why it stays here and goes out on visits with us. They should be like, this one's sassy. (laughs) What? I don't know. You know, some flair. That's basically what I would do as a cat adoption counselor. People would be like, what about this one? I'd be like, mm, 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 mm. She knows who's boss. You sound like the, uh, the Oracle from the Matrix. <laughs> Wasn't that her name? Yeah, the lady who just kept offering people cookies. Yeah, that lady. That's not a bad thing to sound like. She was very sweet. Well, like... She also knew everything. Yeah. Just like me. Anyways. Um, <laughs> that was, just so the audience knows, that was an unspoken rolling of the eyes. Yeah, it was very dramatic. Anyways. Um, at least I'm, you know, keep my opinion outward than rather than inward. Um... But it, it was pretty cool. It was, it was quite cold that day. We went and did some walking around the trails there. Got to see some frozen water. Or what other people would call it, ice. <laughs> However you want to call it. Frozen water. Yeah, parts of the... Um, I don't know what that is. It's not quite... It, is it part? It might be part of the river. I don't know. It was frozen. The water back there was frozen. I think it's like wetlands. Yeah, it's like a weird little like cove wetland thing. It had a name that was on one of those educational plaques when we were up on the lookout. I just don't remember what it was. Oh, okay. It's an inlet, perhaps. Oh, it is could the be. Term. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that could be like in uh, Louisiana, there's this whole river where they, like, built this lake off the Mississippi, and it's called False River. Is it a lake or is it a river? It's, it, 
Well, it, to me, it looks like a lake. But it's like a diversion. Yeah, I guess they just kind of. I didn't know the Falls River was a diversion. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. It's not. I think it's man-made. Like a canal. I mean, but it's bigger than a canal. It's huge. It's like, like pretty wide. People go there. Are there limits on canal sizes? Well, I don't know. People have like camps and stuff there. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. We should probably learn words before we start talking about things. It's rainbow runoffs. <laughs> Just say whatever comes to mind. It was a marsh, also possibly a cove. Yeah, still alligators there, I think. Yeah. In False River, not at the West Ottoman. No, yeah, West False Ottoman. River. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my dad would take us. Hmm. It's nice. Yeah, I, I did want to go like kayaking and boating and stuff in Louisiana. But like, why would, but alligators, like I don't understand how people ever feel safe doing anything near the water. Yeah. Now Even, that I think about it, there's like, a lot of precarious situations. Also. There were alligators in like City Park in New Orleans or Audubon Park, not City Park. I think they're in City Park too. But when I went to Tulane, like you'd walk around the swamp, around the park and just like, there'd just be a pair of alligators eyes just peeking out so was that scared you yeah jesse they could kill me and if you don't mess with them well yeah i just would turn around and quickly walk the other way obby i went golfing in florida and jacksonville and there's some just on the golf path yeah, it was no, terrifying. Thank you. yeah no thank you um fun fact i had a fish that um my friends got me before we got J. Lou because my parents wouldn't let me have a cat. And he's buried in Audubon Park mm. in New Orleans. Oh, and okay. I carved his name in an oak tree and I buried him. Oh, I think you told me that one yeah. time. He was a good little bubby. Mm. Oh, okay. Well. So, um. Oh, speaking of birds and good bubbies. Oh, yeah. Um, after at least 13 years, um, BB, our family's remaining parakeet, technically a budgie, I believe is the term, um, has passed away. It's very sad. That was a female. She was a female, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, for a while we thought BB was the male mm. and Sugar was the female, but it turns out. That was incorrect. We had an opposite. Mm. Sugar died pretty... Sugar died a while ago. Mm. And BB... Sugar was like the nice one. Would like let us hold him and like, you know, be excited to see us. BB only really liked my mom. And even then she was just like a nervous little bubby. But she mm. lived a good, long, healthy life. Mm-hmm. Just sad that there's no bird in the house anymore. Yeah. So, R.I.P. Right. R.I.P. B.B. The bird lived so long that my my friend bird watches when my parents travel. And uh, some of them were just convinced that 
BB was just like BB would just die and my dad would just replace it. Like that's how long BB was living. They were like, this can't be the same bird. Like someone's just switching out dead birds for live ones over and over. Mm. But nope, all BB. No. She's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, and then, so the weekend that Jill was gone, it snowed here. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty cool. Well, at least seeing it. And, um, it's the first time I lived somewhere in it. Well, I mean, I lived in, it snowed in Louisiana, but not like. Not like that. It kind of stayed for a few days, so that was pretty cool. I mean, there's still some snow around here. It stayed last over my birthday last year in Louisiana. Oh, did it? Yeah, and that when that big winter storm came through and like ruined Texas. Oh yeah. And it snowed in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But yeah, it is just it's different up here because it's like. Life is still functional. Like, the roads are clear. You can still drive. Louisiana, everything just shut down, so you were just in your house. Yeah, I was driving around when it was snowing here. Mm-hmm. So. I missed it, sadly. Yeah. Jill went to Baton Rouge and hung out with friends and Dude, stuff. Dude, the first day I was there, I was running around, like, doing some errands and stuff, like, getting ready for the soiree, and it was, like... I was getting sunburnt. That's how hot it was. Oh, really? It was so hot. And then I come home and it's like 10, literally 10 degrees outside. Yeah. It's, although it did get cold in Louisiana, cold front, it rained and a cold front came through and then it was like freezing. Mm. But I was like, oh yeah, this is why I liked it. Because like, you can still enjoy life even in the middle of January. Right. Not here. I mean, you can enjoy life, or just your nose is going to be frostbitten. It's fine. Jeez. Well, well, I guess I ruined Jill's life for the unforeseeable future. But we got a bigger house. The cats are happier with this house because all the windows, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Luther's happiness is paramount, so whatever works for him. And if you hear a faint meowing, it's Pixie. She's a little uh, crazy. I was just wondering if that was Pixie or if it was like a cat outside. Sometimes she she just screams. Every I think mm-hmm. most people know this. Pixie just she just screams mm-hmm. for no reason. No. Just carries stuff. She carries around little stuffed toys. She dragged up a whole, I have like my knockoff Toms, my Bobs that I like better. So those, you know, they have a thick sole. They got the memory foam. They're pretty heavy. She carried that entire shoe all by herself off the shoe rack, up the stairs and into the next to the bed. Like she's just, I don't, she's insane. Yeah, just weird. And then she presents it to you like she's presenting a kill. It's like, that's my shoe, Pixie. That's not a dead squirrel. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I think sometimes when she does it, though, she's actually hungry and she's trying to be like, look, I'm trying to catch my food, but you keep giving me these stupid stuffed animals. So I'm starving to death. Can I please have something to eat? Mm, maybe so. I don't know. Because at least 
her nighttime meows, I think. But like right now, she's just screaming. There's food down here. You saying she you want to go to the pet store and get mice and let them loose in the house? No. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. She probably would love it, but no. no. Okay, I'm just wondering. Yeah, it sounds like an awful Can idea. Can you even do that? Is that even legal? I don't know. I know you can buy dead mice for snakes. Well, yeah. But, like, if you bought a mouse from a pet store, can you just, like, let something... Like, can you buy it knowing that you're going to let something kill it? I don't know. I I don't... I don't don't see why not. They do all all kind of other stuff to mice. You can't adopt cat knowing that you're gonna feed it to a dog fighting ring like so why would you be able to get a mouse and feed it to an animal i don't know do mice not have the same rights as cats imagine not but may i don't know who knows maybe because it's a sale and not an adoption yeah probably i think that's because, I mean, you can just go get a cat from... No, it still would be animal cruelty. Anyways, um, I wouldn't huh. do this, but... Um, or that. Yeah, we're not releasing mice in here. Um, well, um, I don't know. So, did you have fun down there? Yeah, I had a really good time. Well, that's good. Yeah, and I, um, in case anyone's curious, because I've been curious, I did just test negative for COVID. Yay! I hit the five-day mark. Didn't have any Mm. symptoms or anything. But the soiree was super fun. Mm -hmm. It is chaotic, and it's very crowded. And it's... It's a lot because you have to like bring your own booze. So you have all these coolers everywhere. And then the food is already on the tables. It's not like a plated meal. So it's, it just, it feels kind of like you're tailgating, but in a fancy dress. So it does feel pretty chaotic. But anyways, I wore, I just found out that an N95 mask protects you from other people. I didn't know that. I don't know why I didn't know that, but I didn't. So I've been going this whole time just like, oh, well, I'll just wear my mask hoping I don't get people sick and just assuming I have to rely on other people to wear their masks to not get me sick. Anyway, so that's a game changer for me now that I found that out. So um, I wore my N95 during the ball, and there were hundreds of people there. No one had a mask on. Mm. Thankfully, no one I've gone with so far has... um, got any symptoms i think they were all vaxxed for the most part if not all of them um but yeah i was really nervous that i was going to bring covid back mm. so i'm glad i didn't yeah very excited mm-hmm. and yeah i just every time like this is my second ball that i've been to and it just it doesn't make sense to me that you like I would rather just pay a little extra on the ticket and have like a plated meal. Yeah. Like I don't understand. I don't know. We have it at a place and I guess there's not that many like wait staff. Mm-hmm. So it probably would be more expensive. Like it wouldn't just be the price of the food that would be more expensive. 
it'd probably be more expensive as a whole to get enough staff mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, it was it was fun. There's live music. Oh, Got some good cool. dancing in. Um, it did get to the point where I didn't wear my N95 the whole time because I was like pretty drunk and I was it was just getting so out of breath from dancing just so much dancing yeah it is hard to breathe in those yeah it gets like sweaty and hot and it was mm-hmm. it, it was like I at the very last I bought it at the last minute so I didn't have a chance to order like some people like fancy black ones that looked really classy and they like had the ear loops this was like a construction one with the like the loops around the back of your head I think so. it, I think those are so the ones with the ear loops are the KN 95s and then I think the N 95s are the ones with the two straps. Is there like a big difference? I don't as far as I know like all the stuff I've read is that the KN 95 or N 95s are the most protective mass. So it's just design. Okay, yeah. I saw the black ones on Amazon later and was like, maybe I should buy some of these for, like, Mardi Gras or something. You know, if I, like, am going to... Well, I am definitely going to go down there again, but, um, you know, buy some of the, the nice, classy-looking ones. I did have a sequin, a purple sequin mask that I put over my N95 that was, like, super cute before it went over my N95. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, at least some... Bedazzle a little, so mm-hmm. it's cute. So, if anyone's interested, I am going back down for Mardi Gras in Baton Rouge. We will be the crew I'm in. I think it's going to be my last year because it just doesn't make sense to really be in it when I live up here. But um, our um, our parade is on the February 18th, and I'm really excited. Mm. I was looking at the throws I had left at Jenny's house, um, and there was a party store that was closing down and had all its Mardi Gras stuff. It had all its whole store on sale, but like a big blowout sale. So I got a bunch of Mardi Gras stuff, and I forgot I had bought it for throws. So we're going to have like tons of boas, tons of like fun little like mm. Mardi Gras masks, just like a bunch of stuff that's like not beads. They'll be really fun to throw. Mm-hmm. And also like, I didn't realize how many beads I'd left over, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on to current events? Sure. You want me to start? Yes. Okay, so um, what was it, Tuesday, I think? Yeah, Tuesday, the oldest man living died. And uh, he was from Spain. And I'll say his name. It's a bit difficult. But Saturnino de la Fuente Garcia. Oh, that was crazy, actually. But, um, <laughs> well, for me. But, um, oh, okay. Because I could speak Spanish. Fancy. Um, or, I don't know. But he was almost 113. That's the oldest? Well, uh, oldest man, living man. So, like, the oldest man was probably older, but he was the 
oldest living man at the time. Is there an oldest living? I'm looking it up right now. Like somebody who lived longer than him, probably. No, oldest living woman. Oh, she was like 122, I think. Uh, Jan 3rd, the... She's the oldest living person turned 119. Oh, okay. Oh, well, anyways, um, so I was reading this article. Apparently, he survived the Spanish flu and the Spanish Civil War, which would have been around when, was that Franco's era of Spain, I want to say? So, like, Franco was the dictator of Spain back in the day but um I don't know I guess it's uh like he was a lot of his I don't know like he equated living so long by living a like a low key chill life in some tiny community in Spain so and it was pretty cool to See somebody live that long. He was shorter than five feet tall. So Really? Yeah. Oh well he probably shrunk a ton. Yeah, maybe so. So oh yeah, here's the Kane Tanaka, the oldest living woman in the world is Yeah. Nineteen, so. I'm looking at a list of like one hundred oldest men and one hundred oldest women like that can be verified. And so many of these people are Japanese and United States and, like, France. Like, I just see Japan over and over and over and over again. Oh, she, yeah, she is Japanese. Right yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and on this list of, like, 100 for men and women. So their grandson's 62. That's oh, crazy. my gosh, that's just wild. Yeah. But anyways, um... Although, I mean, I guess you could easily have a, be alive and have a 62-year-old grandson. If you got pregnant really early and then your kid got pregnant really early. Like, you got pregnant like 18 and then they got pregnant like 18. And then they're 60. Maybe so. So you're like 100. I don't know. That's too much math. I didn't bother doing it. Um, okay. What's what, what, you got a current event, Joe? Um, it, not so much a current event. It was just I was reading an article about it, and it was just so interesting to me um, because I guess it was kind of misreported in the beginning. Um, there was that gunman that held up four hostages at a synagogue in North Texas recently. Mm. And it was reported that all four. Um, hostages were released unharmed etc while I was reading it actually turns out that only one of them was released the other three who were in there with this guy for like 11 hours escaped Mm. like they all worked together waited positioned themselves near the exit waited for the right opportunity and and escaped and they credited it to um, active shooter training that they got. Um, there's different organizations since the that Philadelphia synagogue was um, had mm-hmm. the mass shooting. Mm-hmm. There's been a I guess a big push to train congregations um, on active shooter, and so it was a, a rabbi that kind of led made the decision of like when to tell everyone to run. Um, 
So I just thought that was really interesting that that worked out, that they were able to get out, that they weren't released. They just escaped. Um, and also just really cool because I know as a government worker, I've had to shit, sit, <laughs> had to sit through active shooter training every year. As long as I've worked for the federal government, had to do it for the state government. Um, so it's just cool to know that that stuff can actually work. Cause yeah. a lot of times you watch it and you're like, okay, sure. This looks, gr- yeah, that looks realistic. And then, yeah, like I remember seeing one where they, guy used a fire extinguisher (laughs) yeah like he sprayed it on the guy (laughs) yeah there's been some wild video like the reenactments where like someone like goes after him with like a stapler it's like what is happening why would this actually work but um it was yeah it was just i'm very glad they all got out safely i don't think the the gunman is alive I didn't see if it was like, if he got shot or if he killed himself. I'm not sure what was going on there. Mm. Um, But yeah, I just thought that was really cool um, that the training came in handy. Yeah. And that they were brave enough to do that. I mean, they probably would not be here. Sure. If they weren't brave enough. Um, Do you have a kitty corner for this week? Yes, kind of. Okay. Welcome to Jill's Kitty Corner. So, just some really exciting news. So, Jesse doesn't remember this, but when we were leaving um, Louisiana, there were some cats at the shelter that I just really, really, really loved and I wanted to take with me. Um, One is Camille, and she just, I don't think she would be happy with us. Mm. Um, We'd have to try, she'd have to go to a, a trial foster first before we commit to adopting her because the more cats there are in the shelter, the crabbier she is. But also we have two cats that pee in the shelter. They have like one has behavioral issues. One has uh, physical medical issues. So if I had to live in that room that smelled that badly of cat pee, I also would be mad at everyone. So every time a cat's crabby in that room, I'm like, doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're going to be crabby in a home. Like I don't, I don't believe it. I'd be. Mm. So anyways, don't know what she would be like, but she does seem to be happier when there's less cats, which obviously we have four. So that's kind of a lot. Um, the other one was Penny, who was very sweet. I picked her out, I think. Um, she was just so nervous and like she didn't move that much and she'd let you pet her, but she also was like kind of scared. I don't know. I just really, I really, really loved her and I thought she'd be a great fit for our home. We're very calm quiet home despite how I don't want to say we're calm and quiet we're calm and the cats feel at ease we don't make sudden movements towards the cats I'm definitely very loud all the time Mm. but anyways um so we had made this pack Michelle my the other cat adoption counselor said okay well like if Penny's still here when you come down for Mardi Gras then that'll be a sign you can take her. Mm. And guess who got adopted literally the day I got down there? Penny. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited. She got adopted by our other adoption counselor. She's not doing, um, she's not being an adoption counselor anymore because she's just 
way busy. Um, but she had adopted one of our other senior cats previously. They had had their cat for 18 years, took their time really making sure they got the right fit, that they were emotionally ready, had Mindy for maybe like six months, mm. and then decided that Mindy needed a friend, so they got Penny, renamed her Maple, and she is like a whole different cat at the sh- at her home. Like, she's rubbing all over, showing her belly, wanting her mom to love on her. Like, she just looks like she is so blissed out. And it just, I'm very glad. And I think it's probably best that we didn't adopt her. And I just love that the timing worked out to, like, really confirm, like, Mm -hmm. supposed to be. Because, like, I I was ready to take her. But she got a really good home. Mm -hmm. So, yay, Penny, now known as Maple. Yay. Yay. And that's it for Jill's Kitty Corner. Meow. <clears throat> and that's uh, it for this week's episode. I hope you all enjoy this week's episode. Um, follow me on Instagram at uh, Ramblin' Runnels account. You can also send in topics for the podcast at ramblinrunnels at gmail.com. Um, like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you find it. And uh, leave us a review. It's a good way to support the podcast. It's on most platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. And um, thanks for listening. And uh, have a good week. Bye. Bye.